live. Robert has been waiting for this for a long time. Robbie. Woo, we are back. We are back. And we don't have any episode to recap. We just have a whole bunch of shit to talk about some of our favorite shows. It's going to be a great episode tonight. If this is your first time watching us, which I doubt it is, but if it is, welcome. We're the Saniac Podcast. We do live weekly recaps of the challenge and also upcoming we will start doing recaps of survivor we're going to kick it off tonight with an off-season episode and we are just going to be discussing the biggest differences the biggest similarities between the challenge and survivor and we'll likely tie in all of our other favorite competition shows as well uh i've recently gotten into the ultimate fighter so we're gonna have to discuss (laughs) that to some extent because that has been my new obsession we all know i go through my phases uh, and again, just to kick us off into this new little fiesta that we are embark- embarking on, and for all the Survivor people who will hopefully start coming on, this will probably be one of the first episodes that they choose to tune into. So I'm Shawnee Suisa. I'm a podcast producer from LA. I am also a Jew, a proud Jew to the motherfucker who decided to message us that crap. <laughs> And this is my awesome co-host. This is Zach Calhoun. We have never met in person. He comes from Philadelphia. Zach, give us a little intro for yourself. What do you do? What, what do you do? I am not uh, a Jew, uh, unlike the, what the person who uh, committed a hate crime against us uh, yeah. c- told me I was, which, trust me, I, I, I wish I was. I've mentioned, Shani, that I think you and your, your people <laughs> have uh, the best food. Zach, you're uh, so a, an honorary Jew at this point. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm totally cool with that. Um, this is a very unique time. This is actually a maiden voyage for us tonight. I'm going to be attempting to post this on some of the Survivor Facebook pages that we're Ooh. on now. We'll see if it gets approved. We'll we'll see what happens. We might have to make some inroads with uh, with people over there. I have spoken to a few of them. I have spoken to a few of them at Survivor Fan Jury. You guys should join that. What are the groups we're in? Let's get everybody to join those. So we got Survivor Fan Jury. There's Survivor Fan Jury, and then there's uh, Survivor Winners at War 2020. I'm thinking they they must just update the group name per season. Probably, yeah. Um, That, yeah. So far, they seem to be pretty cool. I will say I've taken more to Survivor Reddit. Survivor Reddit is really good. Ooh. Um, it seems to be more in line with my kind of people over there. I love Reddit. I got into Reddit recently just because of Saniac Podcast. And honestly, like there's so much shit that goes down on there. I'm not the biggest fan of the challengers, on, the challenge community on Reddit. It's not like yeah, that's, that's the that's the thing for me. It's is, like incredible, but it's not, it's yeah. not horrible either. It's, it's night and day. I, I feel like Survivor Reddit is so interesting and Challenge Reddit is just, it's kind of like, mm, you guys should just be on Facebook. It doesn't make <laughs> sense why you're here. <laughs> yeah, Challenge Challenge Reddit is not interesting, I would say. But I mean, I also don't think the challenge is as interesting of a show by any means, especially uh, as a viewer watching Survivor is just so much more fascinating. So we'll definitely be embarking on this journey. You know, this is one of Zach's favorite shows. He's been talking about it for years and I've sort of pushed it off and never really thought about it. I think I saw like a few episodes of season one years and years and years ago, but I just couldn't get into it. I have a really hard time watching old TV when the quality isn't as good as it is now. I know that sounds so stupid, but old movies and stuff, I find it hard to get through unless they're phenomenal. The pacing of old TV, it's just, 
it's not as exciting to me. So I think starting with season one was where I went wrong a couple years ago. And then I came back now and I started with Jay's season, who's going to be on this season of this upcoming season of the challenge. And, uh, and I was blown the fuck away. I was just so enthralled. I mean, when we were going over the cast, uh, spoilers for this coming season, the challenge, Zach was the one that I was refer that I was passing on to in, in order to ask about Jay because I had never seen it. And then literally from that time until now, I've basically seen every season. I mean, that's insane. You, you have done one of the most incredible binges I've, I've ever seen. Um, even I, at this point, the most incredible not, I've ever, I've ever committed. I think I, I, there's still like two seasons of survivor that I haven't watched. So you just, you really flew <laughs> through all of this. And, um, I will say I stop seasons midway though. I do do that. Yes. You also have, uh, <laughs> you have unique binging habits yeah, and also yeah. you just stop. Whereas I, I just consume all this shit because I just like knowing it all. I like knowing all these things and being able to spit this knowledge and really just being able to own the shit out of people on Facebook. Because let me tell you something, you guys on Facebook, whether it's, I mean, I haven't, I'm not as deep in the survivor community yet, but you, you challenge people on Facebook. It is, I should. I think they're very different. I think they're very different. Very different. They seem to be very different. It seems like a much older crowd for their survivor community. I personally feel that challenge fans and challenge talk should pay me a salary for the time and effort that I have to invest in their pages. One to generate content because Your posts are so stupid. Uh, first of Corey all, the and Jordan's music sucks. Like what uh, an idiotic no, post. Two, 250 comments. All right. My all, comment was the funniest. I didn't get enough likes. I wrote it, your podcast sucks. And honestly, that's like a top notch. Yeah. Notch there were some comment. people that, there were some people that bought that too. They, they like <laughs> didn't, they didn't get what you were doing there. Someone was like, <laughs> it's just his opinion. You don't have to attack him. I thought that was hilarious. Oh yeah. And I hate no, that. I, people were giving me the thing that I hate. I mean, and it's not to say anything bad about the challenge community because I, we have so many good friends from the challenge community. You know, at this point, like I'm going to fucking New Orleans in a few weeks with so many of these challengers that I've been speaking to since like 2017. So I, I think that there yeah, should is, be an interesting trip. There are gems within the community for sure. But from what I've seen on the survivor Facebook groups and uh, just, you know, the survivor social media accounts, it seems to be an older crowd, slightly more uh, intellectual crowd. They're, they're more into breaking down the game, I would, I would say. And they're more into coming up with formats, coming up with themes and just hypothesizing about how things are going to go and why things happened a certain way. And they have a really good memory for survivor history as well you know i i do think that there is a stronger fan base from season one of survivor that carried on into the recent seasons versus the challenge where i feel like we're almost a dying breed we're dinosaurs when we talk about the inferno or we talk about battle of the seasons or yeah. battle of the sexes you know that's so common in the challenge where you could say tori and no one would even know that there's another Tori. Nobody would even know. Oh, that annoys Emily. me another so Emily. bad. No one would even know that there's another one of these. Yo, Survivor yeah. people are on it. It's mm -hmm. like they know the different. They know the difference. They, they talk about sure Borneo every other day. Yes. They make sure to differentiate between every player that's ever been on Survivor named John. It's like, you know yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Whereas challenge people, uh. it's just complete disrespect. It's like 22-year-olds who have only watched three seasons and they forget half the shit that happened. And then, and then they're talking about Tori and I'm like, guys, 
there's a better Tory that, that was on the show. Okay, but that's just your opinion. But the fact that some people who oh, don't it's even just know, my opinion, don't man. even know don't even know that there's yeah, dude. It's just, just my it's just my opinion. You guys kill me. It's the people, but it's the people who don't even know that Tori Fiorenza slash Paul existed even before any of the deal came along. Do you know what I mean? Like they, they don't even know that that even happened. They don't even it annoys understand. Me. They don't, how, I mean, there's, there's also second gen challenge fans who don't know about original Emily, you know, who don't even know. Some people don't even know about Coral, like, which is crazy. It, it's, it's insane because for me, and granted, as we've established, I'm very different from people, but I have always been someone that I enjoy knowing the history of things. Mm. So you have a full grasp on it. So like the joy of reality competition television is debating the shit. Like we, we talk about this. We debate it like people debate sports. People count off. All right. Who are the greatest quarterbacks of all time? You, you do that with survivor and you do that with the challenge, but in order to do it, you need to have like a full appreciation and knowledge of the show. You have to have a yeah. foundation. You have yeah. to be able to compare a Boston Rob to you know, so someone on the newer side, like like a Jeremy, you you need to understand all of this. I have such mixed opinions about Boston Rob. I mean, we'll get into that. A lot but of yeah. people do. He's polarizing. I, I know, I know, I know exactly what you mean in the fact that people speak so quickly without actually having a grasp on the history of the shows, and that is definitely a big problem in the challenge community. But I don't see that as a problem in the Survivor community. I actually I don't see that think as, so. Yeah. I think it's. I think that's their strength. Like they even more so than big brother communities i would say when i'm mingling online i find the survivor fans they're just and they're also more thought out in their responses and their comment section yeah well, it's weird it's like, it's like when you post something a statement on a survivor page you don't have seven people responding to you with the same joke saying let's hear you sing let's hear you sing Let's hear you sing. Or if you post, a, you know, uh, someone that got boot, you know, that was a pre-merged boot 10 years ago, you don't have 17 people going, who, 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 to try and be like sarcastic and funny. It's like, no, yeah, we know a, this person. It's a much more mature humor. I mean, it just, it's, it's a definitely, um, you know, Survivor Fan Jury, I think is a great group. I haven't mingled in the other one too much, but uh, I have been keeping up with the the fan jury group and I really like the posts that I'm seeing in there. I also really like the themes that people are coming up with, these ideas that they come up with. This one, did you see that where they they suggested a season of actual survivors? So cancer survivors, 9-11 survivors, um, uh, shooting victim survivors. I mean, just like any sort of survivor. I mean, you could, I guess, have- That some, would be interesting because you know, be cool. it would like universally cancel out one person having- an advantage in like, oh, it's their yeah, story. No, exactly. yeah, every, everyone's going to vote for them if they make the final travel. So that would cancel that side of it out, which which I do appreciate. Which definitely um, happened with Adam. And I, you know, I, I know that that's probably a controversial statement yeah. to make, but in my opinion, I don't know if he was the best player that season. Listen, I just think that people, the people that defend Adam quite vehemently, by the way, they say <laughs> like, they, oh, yeah, they're like, oh, Adam didn't even, you know, he didn't even want to bring up his story at the end. That was all Jay, and Jay brought it up. But it's like, okay, guys, a couple things. One, they could have had that worked out. Two, Jay clearly wanted Adam to win, so yeah, he brought obviously. it up as a favor to him. That's been a survivor storyline in the past. People have, like, there's notable examples of people trying to assist the person they want to win at Final Tribal. So, of course. That's why when they got to kick someone off the jury, that was such a big twist because that's a huge fucking advantage. Yeah. I mean, that's a big deal. 
Marcy, we are at an interesting impasse for Challenge 35 because we don't have a confirmed premiere date. And, at, and also, you have to believe that Winners at War is a concern for them. You know, we, we don't, mm. we're assuming that the challenge is going to come back and it's going to be on Wednesday nights and it's going to be going up directly against what could be the, the Wait, biggest is survivor Wednesday nights. Yes. Survivor is Wednesday at eight and the challenge is Wednesday at nine. That's how it was for this last run. Now is MTV going to change up? Are they going to respect the ratings monster that survivor will be this season? Um, I'm interested to see what they're going to do. I don't have the highest hopes for the season. Um, and I, yeah, I the season, I don't know. I'm honestly like, it's not that I'm over the challenge by any means because I still like it as a show, but I do find the, I mean, it's just a bit like, come on. You know, the, the constant production errors are just starting to piss me off. These sort of really bad calls that happen on a consistent basis. It's not just one, you know, one time in a season, there is controversies after almost every fucking competition at this point. I mean, a couple seasons ago, there was like an error with the equipment in three challenges in a row. You yeah. know, that's that's like a problem. I think the challenge is suffering from the fact that <laughs> they're, they're casting they're and their, their development for the show, they're just not getting it done right now. They have so many good ideas that they're leaving on the table that the fan, you know, I understand that we're living in the age of fans theory crafting and coming up with all this stuff. And, and you can't just go directly based on that, but there's some really good ideas out there. Mm. There's a really good casting pool out there and MTV, MTV and, and Buna Murray productions from what we've seen, it doesn't feel like they're on the same page. I know I heard rumors a while back that Buna Murray was pushing for old school, new school and MTV canned it. Clearly MTV, the network itself is a complete mess they yeah. air everybody makes a big Ridiculous. deal of the fact that they are fucking seven yes. it's it's literally they, they have like their primetime shows and then the rest of their programming is filled in by ridiculousness i i don't understand it at all they've got no streaming you know no streaming catalogs no streaming service set up which also is an advantage that survivor holds and that's mm. why people know so much about survivor is that you can go on CBS All Access right now and you can watch season one all the way up to season 39. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. <laughs> uh, in order to watch all of the challenge seasons, you have to go into the pretty awesome Google Drive that people have passed around <laughs> and you have to be a little savvy with it. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, yeah, so I hear, I hear that. I want to answer Alex's question because he asked what mistakes. So I'll just quickly list them off. There was the VR challenge where a lot of the goggles weren't working that day. Um, there was a lot of bad calls with the back-to-back -back elimination, uh, a few other eliminations, the controversy, the redo of the hands-up elimination. I mean, there was so many in that yeah, short yeah, time period. So there was, there was a shit ton that has gone on. And I mean, we could list them off for days, uh, but let's jump into the differences between the challenge and survivor because I want to start this off, I think, with one of my favorite differences with Survivor. And that's the fact that people on Survivor want to win and make moves to get there. They don't want to just, like, play a game and float around. They're not trying to be the GOAT. Because once you get to the end, it's not just about winning 
some sort of challenge or competition at the end. It's not just getting yourself to a final like it is on the challenge. It's about pleading your case to all these people why you played the best game. And no matter what kind of situation the numbers are in or the landscape of the political game is going on in Survivor, there's always an opportunity to make a move because someone is almost always willing to make that move. There's always someone on the bottom and they always see that. And I think that's a really big difference. Granted, there's obviously some exceptions here where people are really stupid on Survivor and <laughs> carry on and don't do anything. But those are the idiots and fans see them as idiots and people in the, and I guess it's not in the house. What do you say? People in the, in the woods with them see them as idiots also. You know, that's, that's the biggest difference. On the challenge, it's all about this weird sense of loyalty that never seems yeah. to get people a win. The challenge has with obviously you're going to have a few counter examples here and there but for the most part the challenge is a show where people come into the game with pre-made alliances and they stick to them all the way through you don't see people flip because their entire mentality is just get to the end and then you have a chance to compete uh where and we're coming off a very controversial season in terms of fan response war of the worlds 2 where a majority alliance controlled the whole game. They got to the end. And if it were Survivor, you know, you could look at Pauly and say, wow, Pauly just played a great game of Survivor because he took all the worst people and <laughs> got to the end with them. And nobody's going to vote for those people because they were awful this season. They're going to vote for Pauly because he actually did shit. But Pauly's on a competition show where you have to get to the end. And, and then you have this grueling final where you compete to be the winner. Getting to the end isn't good enough. So in this case, Polly and Kara played reverse politics, where they took this weak team to the end and they dominated the, po the political part because they were never in trouble, but they weakened their team in the process. And then they had to get through the end with an inferior team. And Which would lost. have been a decent gameplay if it was an individual season, right? Where they, they were, if they were competing against the people that they were bringing to the end. So if they had just a really weak alliance. Yeah, it, one, like it would have worked out for Pauly once again, because he would have loaded the field with weak people. You're not going to convince me at this point that Kara and Ninja and Cam and Leroy, even though he did perform well, you're Leroy not going to convince well. me that they are strong players in a final that like you could put your money on to win. I mean, Cam, I would say Cam has a chance up there, but yeah. I, I Cam, hasn't done, Cam hasn't done shit. And you know what? There's this guy. No, she's performed in the finals that she's been in. She has performed very well. There's a Cam Stan on Facebook right now. His name's Andrew. He's un bearable he's an unbearable <laughs> cam stand worse than Kara stands no not worse than Kara stands <laughs> because Kara stands as we have established if you guys have not seen our twitter post are fucking insane yeah, that's for sure and racist by the way which is <laughs> very funny based on controversies that this show has had in the past hey you gotta finally call someone a racist yeah insane <laughs> I, I i can't believe y'all um <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? So my thing though is, is with alliances, like there's no grasp of numbers. There's no grasp of the reality of numbers and challenge no. us. Like this issue that we had with Leroy all season with CT all season is because they kept talking about these magical numbers that weren't even there. You know, they were the numbers and on survivor, people understand how much power they have being the swing vote. 
You know, you'll see in all of their confessionals, all of their interviews right before a tribal, if they're the one who's played the the tribe to the point where they're now in the middle, they love that. You know, they're thinking to themselves, I've put myself in the power position because I'm now in the middle. I'm now the one deciding which way this goes. And you have people like Leroy and CT who don't, who aren't grasping that. Their interviews are all about the fact that, well, the numbers are already there. I have to just jump on that. They confuse momentum and loudness with actual numbers. It's just a little bit ridiculous. Um, in, in Survivor, there's, there is an awareness of the numbers to the point that they say, okay, I have this alliance. I can afford to flip on, you know, I can afford to flip here because we'll still have the numbers. I can vote out someone in my line, in my alliance because it's better for me in the long run and we'll still have numbers in the challenge. It's like, oh my God, we've got a seven, you know, we've got a seven vote advantage here, but we need to maintain that all the way to the end. By the way, uh, look at this, Shani. Why don't we pin this Brandy? She loves me. I knew you were going to ask me to this pin This is that. rare. <laughs> This is rare in our comments. This is rare on our social media. No, you know, you get a lot of love in our comments because the people who watch us actually like you, I think that's a big difference. It's the losers who don't even take a second to view us. Yeah, that's true. The point you're on is so key though, Zach. That's so important to say is that like, the numbers advantage is always there as long as you have one more. And in the challenge house, that never seems to be a factor. It's like they need to have 10 to three, you know, they, they've got to like secure the numbers. It's like they're, yeah, it's, they're like constipated looking for numbers <laughs> all day. It's just so intense. In the seasons, in the rare seasons of the challenge where we do get these political flips these twists and turns they stand out that much more a season like fresh meat Two stands fresh out meat so too. much which by the way shani during our off season somebody who despises kenny um you may remember my post about kenny being a, yeah, a better challenger yeah. than derek which also got a very large reaction by the way nelson is there any of the challenge fans admins is there a way to tally up whose posts get like the most average uh reactions because my posts are, they're just fire. <laughs> Everything I do goes 150, 200 comments, reactions deep. I feel like it's because people see your name and they're like, he hates Kara. They no. just, yeah, they <laughs> just, well, they just know I'm bringing that fresh content. But there was this guy who hates, he hates Kenny so much that he did this crazy math in his head where I was like, okay, listen, Kenny was down by a seven to three margin at the start of Fresh Meat 2. And this guy does all this math in his head. He's like, no, when you actually look at it, it was five, five. And Kenny had these people and these people. And then he did nothing because he had Laurel on his team. And I'm just like, ah, I can't no, that, deal with, I can't deal with me, this. Fresh Meat 2 has so many notable flops and flips during that season. I mean, Jen was a secret double agent that turned Jen double, was double agent. and flopping the whole time. It which was like made a revolving the, door. Yeah, it made the politics that much more interesting. But there's a, there's a palpable moment on Fresh Meat 2, which is very Survivor-like, where, you know, Kenny he puts another dent in their alliance and it's right before it's i think it's like the episode before oh, where they're all eliminated. like they're all like sitting yeah. around yeah. and you just see that it's over you see that everybody is is turning and wes and you you see that it's all gonna blow up in wes's face and kenny's like i you know i'm flipping the game right here people see that they can't take me out it's, now it's more like a, people want to work with me it's one of the most exciting political seasons because it was it 
everyone had to flip based on the performances, which is what the challenge should be. It should be political game based on competition. So it should be having to work around these like dominant players in competitions, either to try and get them out or to try and join them or, you know, like that should be what's happening. And instead we're just getting, ugh, it's the same shit. I think another big difference that we can discuss right now is the fact that people know each other when they go into the challenge house. They know of each other, they've seen each other, they are friends with each other, they're enemies with each other, they have history. I mean, there are ch- there are challengers who've been on since the fucking dawn of time. CT's literally been on for, what, 30 plus seasons? I mean, it's ridiculous at this point. Casting, so, casting, you know? casting. Uh, that, that is our next point here. On the challenge, a veteran is someone that's been on eight seasons, nine seasons, 10 seasons. On Survivor, there's never been anyone. This season will be the first time that someone has played the game five times. Yeah, that's crazy. That's 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 the most. That's less than Johnny Bananas has won. Yeah, (laughs) this will be Boston Rob's fifth time playing. There's there's a a a larger amount of people now in the in the four timer club, but Boston Rob is now a, a five timer playing the game. And so on Survivor, the legends of the game, they play once every couple of years. On the challenge, the, the people come back every season, which I'm not mad at. Look, this can be a built-in advantage for the challenge if they use it right. They have a big pool. They mm-hmm. have a big pool of shows that they can cast new people from now. And they have an even bigger pool of veterans that they can rotate in, rotate out surprises people that there's so many people that the challenge should be cat just rotating in and out and casting for us there should be a marlin coming back there should be an abe out there yeah there should be an alton a landon and they have the money to do it they just fucking merged via via and cbs just fucking merged they have whatever appearance these these people need just give them this, you know, whatever pay structure. Look, Survivor well, got. It's not, I mean, they make a ton of money. They just underpay yeah. the, they just underpay the cast. I mean, that's what they, most reality need, shows do. What it seems is that they need to make the filming process of the challenge. They need to make it somewhat more friendly to the people that mm. are are doing it. It's about eight weeks, which, you know, without proper compensation is, is a long haul for some people. That would be more doable if there was, you know, more access for cast members in the house, if they were able to handle business at home, if they were able to, to keep in touch, you know, because. I mean, I don't know how feasible that is, but they could make it a bit easier on the cast and the fact that, but the thing is they're not trying to make it easy. They're trying to create drama. They're trying to stimulate them and they're trying to tire them out and keep them hungry and not have their favorite foods and whatever else is going on. You know, they want that because that elicits those kind of ridiculous reactions that get them those dramatic moments. But I mean, I think at the end of the day, they just have to, they really need to go back to the drawing board when it comes to casting. Because this this shit, we see all these other shows succeed so well because they bring in fresh faces every single season. So we need to have more of that. I mean, they're just, there are so many fresh faces the challenge could bring in. And, you know, we do have a lot of that next year with, um, not next year, but next season with the Big Brother people coming on, with Survivor people coming on. But they need to bring on more people from Survivor, more people from the fucking Amazing Race, more people from, you know, all of these other shows that they can now pull from because they're essentially saying we'll take from any competition show so cast from the circle 
You know what I mean? Bring Sam yeah, on there. That that would that would get that would definitely get buzzed. The circle is hot right now. The British um, circle cast as well is amazing. I yeah. mean, there's so many people. I, I do believe that that's that's one place where the the challenge is not they're not going to run out of new people to cast. Now that they've opened up their casting pool and they're they're literally pulling from everyone, they're pulling globally. They're they're not going to run out of people to cast, but they really do need to fix the formats. They need to get more creative with what they're doing right now. And honestly, they should just take a page out of Survivor's book. We yeah. have talked about this. All winners has oh, been yeah. talked about for years and it's finally happening. And honestly, this is this is almost a year long culmination. You know, all winners news of it broke back in May of last year. It was rumored in April. It got everybody buzzing. Everybody's wondering who's going to come back. Who could they possibly pull? Who are we going to see? And then the cast comes out and people have talked about it consistently up until now. And we're two weeks out. I'm so challenged. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, could you imagine all winter season the challenge? There's some great exactly. fucking winners. The challenge can pull this. The mm. challenge can do heroes versus villains. They can do winners. Or they, second chances yes, or any of those. They, exactly. They, second and, chances would be an awesome season on the challenge. And uh, that's, you know, we just named three, four things. And we've talked about allies. We've talked about uh, Eskimo bros. Eskimo you know, bros, that would be up, so, yeah, yes. Coming up with, with whatever, you know, whatever name you want to throw at it. We've talked about uh, doing another expanding on the cutthroat format. If you use all of those, that's, and there's, you know, two challenge seasons per year. We just gave you three quality years of programming. So, Literally. Yeah. I Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I think also to jump onto the next big difference for me which you slightly mentioned right now which was the fact that the challenge should take out of survivors playbook is the challenges themselves you know the way that they produce the challenge they make it so much more complicated on themselves mm -hmm. they are not efficient when it comes to the actual setup and the actual production of the show they have these giant planes hanging over water for no apparent reason yes for no fucking apparent reason with yeah survivor has one pit Right. And it's just like this thing that they've carved out in the middle of the fucking trees and they have one setup and it's there the whole time or they move to the water. It's all really uniform. You know, it's the same kind of equipment that they bring back every single time, uh, the same sort of, but it's all different stuff and it's all creative and it's all exciting still, still within being such a similar format every single time they make it so producer friendly there is nothing about the challenges on the challenge that are producer friendly they use random vr helmets that never work they use random ass shit that slides and doesn't work they use all of these different things that they cannot that they cannot coherently put together into a challenge why was there a giant crate lifted up a side a by a side you know what i mean like all of this shit could be done in so many different ways we're in an era of the challenge right now where they are they're looking for the visual and it looks great when they walk up to that set you can tell that they put in a shitload of money to to, to build these things but what is suffering is the actual competition aspect because they're not thinking out the games they're not yeah. thinking out how it's going to play out um there's too much production interference and that leads me to my big point, which, which I mentioned to you, the challenge is in some ways you have to think about advantages that survivor has over the challenge, but then at the same time, advantages that the challenge would have over survivor advantages that survivor has over the challenge, bigger prize pool. Okay. You're talking about a $1 million prize yeah. for one person <laughs> in the case of season 40, you're talking about a $2 million prize for one person. That's they literally nice. could have gotten any 
of the uh, 38 at, or uh, 37 at the time winners when they were casting that they wanted. They could have gotten any of them because it's $2 million. Yeah, everybody, absolutely. Everybody Everyone would play that. that. Yeah. With the challenge, the advantage that the challenge has is that they have crafted this reputation as this physical combative show with all these all these warriors on it. Mm. Survivor doesn't have that. The 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 most decorated Survivor player of all time, Sandra Diaz Twine, is a you know five foot two woman with no athletic structure. Yeah, <laughs> she's one of the worst. Uh, she's one of the worst but she's kind of she's kind people. of an anomaly she's kind of an anomaly when you look well, at the but, winners but there are there are so many players like that on survivor that, yeah, that, that they, do well you know, they yeah. win with this they win with their social game yeah that's not true. necessarily what the challenge is about the challenge stresses their competitive aspect and you have all these warriors people point to the best of the best so my question is why aren't they doubling down on that you have Mm. you can think of it you can put all these gladiators you mean out like there. make it more make it more athletic kind of a thing cast but, only athletes but pooling from these proven talents we've already seen pooling people from ninja warrior that's a flop we don't want ninja natalie we no, thought we were getting no, 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 but no. Yes. there's so many more ninjas out there i'm sorry but i would love to see flip rodriguez on the challenge like he would be phenomenal he'd be bottom phenomenal. line the, the challenge has you know, if you think of it, they have between 20 and 30 people that have proven to be elite physical competitors competitors, and to have either some kind of legacy or some kind of personality. Bottom line. So if you want to put together a season where you have Brad, Darrell, Johnny Bananas, Wes, Landon, Alton, Abe, oh it, when you pull all of the, uh, Paulie, you know, you can pull the newer people, all these people that I just named, and then you pull... Wait, you mean little, little five, six Polly? Yeah, five, little six. five, five Polly. And then you pull Rachel, Sarah Rice, Laurel, Cara, uh, Tori Hall. You, you pull all these decorated people. And then you structure the entire season around physical challenges and physical eliminations. And you structure it so that people are going into eliminations. And, and you... That way, you are well, you, carving out. I like, you just, you just make it more. You make it more of like a fight off, basically. Is what you're trying to say. You make them fight yes. out more. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah, you yeah. take the American Gladiators aspect of it. Mm. You pick out what you know. What are the iconic challenge? Like people don't realize. People always talk about Hall Brawl and they talk about X Battle, but the truth of the matter is, so much of the challenge that we're seeing today is random weird stuff we've complained about the dailies not really being that competitive we've complained mm. about some of the eliminations the challenge uh, what i heard today is that season 40 is, winners at war is all throwback challenges from past seasons i so, love when they do that i yeah. love when they do that so the challenge should do that but they should really concentrate on what like you know they should they need we've talked about how they need to mint more iconic stuff it can't just be hall brawl and x battle mm. every year uh you know for for example we've talked about uh not so fast that's a classic i would yeah, rather any, any version of the yeah. not the not I, eliminated. I would rather see not so fast at this point than x battle because the last couple x battles have sucked I mean, really, how often do you get a Derek versus uh, Wes X battle or a Susie versus Kimberly X battle? Not yeah. that often. Most of the time, it's it's Emily I... Schramm destroying Cara and embarrassing her on national television, which her stands. I kind of go. I kind of go one of two ways with this. Like, I either really like, 
I either really want the challenge to go full on American Gladiator, all about competition, all that kind of good stuff, or I want them to go back to the carnival game vibe. But yes. I don't like when they meet in the middle of. They're it. straddling the line too much. You no, know, I don't like when it's. Ex- I don't like when it. It's just too hard to differentiate between who's actually there to compete and who is. I, I don't know. It just. It, it's not the right format for them. Yo, they have Travis, to either go one way or the other. Travis, for Dead sure. Man's Dead drop. man's drop. That mm-hmm. I think that's that's battle of the sexes where everybody is over the water. They're hanging upside down on a bar, and it's like, how long on, can you yeah, go? Yeah, yeah, on the on and, the feet. And then yeah. they brought it back in the gauntlet as an elimination. Like they kind of brought it back when they did the sawing one in Rivals where they had to saw the rope. Oh, Rivals down. 2, yeah. Yeah, that was like a kind of cool version of that. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, really, I, I think there's so many. There's so many. They but really they, just, they have to care enough about their history to mine all of these things. I Look, I really like the blindfolded, try and break the, you know, break the stick over your opponent. That's a good one. You can have that too. That stresses, you know, it stresses agility. It stresses strategy. There's enough It is a good this. one, but they need to, like, what I don't want to see is... I don't necessarily want to see a cast of Alton, Derek, Bananas, like all those people you listed. I don't necessarily want to see all those people in one season. What I would like to see is some younger talent that is as aggressive. Have you watched uh, Battle of the Fittest Couples? No. They're kind of doing challenges that, in my opinion, are better produced than the challenge. Like they are putting on some challenges that I think embody a lot of what we would want to see on the challenge and that sort of style. And they're still bringing out a lot of drama out of it, but they're all very physically fit. Like I would want to see the reality stars that fit in that category, but the newer ones, people like Kaz Crossley, you know, she trains in MMA, Gabby Walden, who is also like this dancer, but also does so much training. She's a trainer now. You know, there's so many of those British people that they could bring on. And there's all of these new American reality stars as well and all these new shows that have come out the battle of the fittest couples the circle I mean these are some really good potential cast members and if they focused on just people who have that physical strength that'd be an awesome season but but it has to be one or the other you know I don't think that they can have a house where like you can't have an x battle between someone you know who's gonna be like the size of a peanut next to a Theo you know what I mean that's not gonna be fun to watch right that's not gonna be like an, it's like when Anissa goes up against like a tiny stick of a girl right it's not like a well, fun competition you don't really want to watch Anissa's that a career flop which by the way i don't i, I don't have yeah, high expectations in, for anisa on 35 we'll, we'll uh, i mean i don't either i don't either because at this point i think she's just going on there for the paycheck but oh, i yeah. guess they just need younger hungrier people like they're they've lose you know what that's another big thing is that most of the cast coming on for the challenge is going on there for the paycheck they're just yeah. going on there for the money because this is how this is they sustain themselves you know year round whatever it is they're and big if bonus. that's what they're doing then you have to make them earn it by doubling down on the physical competition aspect. If I have to deal with 7,000 CT stands every week, but not about singing doubling his praises. Down. But it's not about doubling down on that. It's about casting people who are hungrier because these people, first of all, they also, if you cast new people, then you pay them less than what the appearance fear of the old people is. But also they're just not as hungry. You have these people coming on because they're making 60K, 70K, 80K, whatever it is, just for showing up, you know? And all they want to do is rock up, make that money and bounce. They're not there. The win on Survivor is so much more elusive. It's so much more treasured. And it's also a thousand times more respected. There's so 40 win, seasons, there's one winner each season. Like you're To an win icon. on Survivor, it's a big deal. To win yes. on Survivor means something. And it's also like an emotional journey as well. There's so much toughness that you have to 
embody in order to get to the end. And then also on top of that, there's so much charisma you have to have in order to get that final jury vote. And so there's all of these things that are required to win their survivor season that make it so treasured and, and so rewarding to actually get. And I feel like on the challenge, the win is just so, I mean, it's fun, but it's like, come on, you know, there it's are just, iconic challenge wins. But it all, you know, it depends on there format, are, it depends but... on competition. People look back fondly. They say, wow, Landon won Fresh Meat 2 with a partner who didn't seem very good. That was he great. Car- it's, it's like a career-defining Okay, but win. do you remember when they actually won hiking up to that fucking mountain? It was yeah, so- Yeah, Landon put his head between her butt cheeks. When's and the last time we- When's the last time we had that? We had them celebrating on a fucking yacht. That You know, like, it just was not yeah. the same. It wasn't like they were reaching up and grabbing the flag, the people were trailing them right behind. You know, it was just not the same energy. It's not the same... Oh, God, my dog's playing with a squeaky toy. There's just not the same oomph, you know? It's it's a completely different environment. And Greg, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, I, I mean, the, the whole rivals, rivalry thing is dead. People need to stop saying this. I see it all the time. People are saying, oh, let's do Rivals 4 with Wes and Johnny. Yeah, and it's like, guys, that? stop being marks. Wes and Johnny are friends. Oh, my God. They're, com- they're competitive rivals for, you know. They sell merch purposes. together. That yeah, ginger like this- t-shirt that Bananas sells, part of that is definitely going to Wes. You think that he's allowed to sell it using his face? There's no way he would have fucking sued him. On top of this, we've already established MTV they're not doing, they're not going to go back to one of their old seasons. You're not going to get Battle of the Sexes 3, X's 3. They're, they're branding differently now. It's it's going to be some weird name and they're going to like I Frankenstein want a together a format. Gen X. I want yeah, a Millennials like they, versus Gen X challenge. They could be more coherent with it, but instead we're getting things like Final Reckoning and Vendettas, which we don't actually know what the format of those were. It was kind of rivals based. <laughs> yeah, they just yeah. they they just copped together some elements. There wasn't even a format like the gauntlet. Yeah. The actual elimination chamber was the gauntlet. You go yes. into the gauntlet. You know the yes. Inferno. You go into this cage uh, surrounded yes. and by. And this is why five. the Inferno is you know the best season ever because they were literally on the set, which yeah it looks kind of cheesy now, but it was pretty great back in the day of this. Oh yeah, it looks hot. It's like a heated set. There's flames it's shooting so off. Intense. There's red lighting. They're in the Inferno. Trishel and Holly Shand are eating hot peppers you know, against each other in one of the best, most like underrated eliminations of all time. The hot pepper elimination, bring that back. Hot That's what I want. Cool. Yeah, I want uh, Theo against Polly in a hot pepper eating elimination. Give me that. Brian, Brian, we will be uploading, the last three episodes of our podcast have not actually come out yet on audio. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We're, we're still looking for a production assistant. But we're, we're uh, I actually have them all ready to go. I just have to finish uploading them. So don't worry, don't worry. They will come out to you. You'll get four in one week. You're going to be so shocked and happy. With new <laughs> intro music. Yes, with new intro music. Well, I'll probably put that into the this, this episode right now, this audio yeah. that we'll have, we'll have new intro music because we are moving on to a new people we are bringing in survivor and we are releasing stupidity of challenge we're 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 gonna what we can here for everyone we still love our challenge base we're gonna cover it i just don't have high hopes it's gonna be you know 
it might be reluctantly. No, we're going to cover it, but we're going to try and elevate it more. You know, I think that's something that we always try to do on here, but it's going to be easier to do with Survivor because the fans naturally elevate the show more and there's so much more respect for the show. And I find that the challenge just doesn't have that. There's too much of a young fan base that hasn't seen any of the old seasons. There are too... You know, it's all about like, you know, give us the tea and the this and the that. And like, you know what I mean? On Survivor, it's just not about that. Another big difference, by the way, is the age and casting. We got to discuss that because Survivor, the format of it allows them to bring in 70-year-olds. You know, the challenge, you can't have a seven. They won't even bring in Mark Long, who's like... Like, I I have accepted the fact that for some reason, there's some people that still look at the challenge as like this young person's show, which it's not, it, it really cracks me up when people call out, you know, challenge people for being old that want to come back on the show. But it's like, dude, the the majority of the people coming on the challenge are between ages 30 and, and 40. 40 at this point. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, their, that's their money spot. I've accepted that. I'm okay with it as long as you're, give, you're giving me a wider pool of veterans and you're making everyone earn it with, with better formats. I can live with it. But if you I want like- the drama... I'm if like, you want the yeah. drama, you have to understand that all the drama, all the people that made their legacies like Veronica and CT for all the shit they used to get into, they were in their early to mid 20s and they had yeah. no ties. They were getting fucked up and doing crazy stuff. If that's what you want, if that's what you still want the show to be, and like we said, the, the producers kind of straddle the line between competition and still wanting that, if that's what you want, then you got to go back to casting younger people. You got to have 20, you got to have Georgia Steele on the show. Georgia Steele, yeah, she's 21. I want younger people on the challenge. I think the, yeah. the, one of the biggest problems in the fact that it's so, it lacks that, uh, it, it lacks the motivation for the win. It lacks people making any sort of like moves on the challenges because they're all old. They're all stubborn. They're all stuck in their ways. They've all had these same relationships for so long. And that's why I, I want to see younger people on, you know, I think what they're looking for, what production is looking for is a younger environment. I think that having people from the ages of 36 to 40, you know, when you're looking at CT, the Cara, the Johnnies, like they're all pushing up there now. It's just, it's a bit dated. You know, even people like Leroy and I guess Nani is still quite exciting. She still has a bit of drama here and there, but you know, it's just, it's a bit boring. They're too old. They're too mature. I don't want that on the challenge. I don't think that it's, yeah, I don't think that it's right for the show, especially when we're talking about bringing on more physical aspects of the show. We want it to be more gladiator-like. Yeah. I want to see young parkour athletes. I want to see young fucking MMA athletes on there. I want to see- I more- look at it like, look, if you want more drama and, and more partying, then you have to go younger. If you want the competition and you want like these grizzled veterans, then no, you, have you, to, do- you have to do that. But you can do competition with drama with young athletes. That's the yeah. difference. You know what but I'm truly, saying? But truly, like we're not we're not getting anything anymore out of seeing you know them going out to the bar, the same bar at night and watching <laughs> yeah. Cara and Polly at the club. That's these nightclubs, these nightclub scenes are yeah. so boring. Nightclub scenes have died out. Cara's days at the club <laughs> are not what they used to. All right, Cara and Jen getting in each other's face and and fighting each other oh, epic. Uh, on on cutthroat. All right, that was prime shit, but we're not getting that anymore. So we need to we need to either cast younger people for those scenes, or we need to phase them out. Yeah, I, it's funny. Who said I miss Casey? Robert, same. I miss Casey so much. Like that was a fucking star. Casey right Cooper there. was yeah, a star. She was, she was a star. I'd a like star. to see her on Survivor. 
Casey Cooper would be a great survivor. She would be a great pre-merge boot. Or maybe she maybe she plays like Sugar. Maybe she makes a deep run like Sugar. I don't know. My dog. My my dog is super excited about the Survivor talk. He is all amped up tonight. Yeah, Richie. So speaking of Survivor, now, now we've gone through our differences. I don't know if there's anything else you want to cover there. I, I th- mean, I think we'll we'll talk about it as the season goes on, guys, because there's so many yeah. things that we can point out when it comes to the challenge for Survivor. But these were definitely our main ones. My, I mean, my biggest one was the first point that we made about the alliances, but we'll we'll get more into that, especially when or if the seasons overlap. There'll be a lot of comparing going on. Um, it's going to be very interesting in the coming. I'm sure we're very close to a season 35 announcement. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to see what, how the challenge is going to deal with that. But uh, we did today, a fi- since it's an official release, I feel like we should talk about it. Um, they released the tribe divisions, the starting tribe divisions. for. Oh, season- fuck off. They did? Yes. Yes. And I feel like... I feel like we can look at these tribes and we can try and make some predictions for how the early game will go, how we're seeing alliances uh, forming and maybe who's in trouble, who's set up well. Uh, I'm interested to go back and forth and get our takes on this for, for the last portion of this, of this podcast here. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, so starting out, you've got the red tribe. We've got season eight all-stars champion, Amber Mariano, uh, we've got season 24 one world champion Kim Spradlin. We've got the only two-time champion and reigning queen Sandra Diaz Twine. I love Sandra. We've got the game changers champion Robert's favorite survivor ever and my least favorite survivor ever Sarah Lucina. Um, Why? Got- Why is that your least favorite? It's the stupidest least favorite. I've, I've, I've already made my thoughts clear on this. There's I don't need so to. many like words. Okay, continue on. I don't need to explain myself again. You're like a Ben fan. Okay, keep going. We, we've got another polarizing <laughs> winner. Season twenty three South Pacific. Sophie Clark, aka So Fierce. Um, I, I, I kind of didn't mind that she won that season. If I'm so, those honest. are the those are the five women on the Red Tribe. And then moving on, we've got the five men. We've got David versus Goliath winner, Nick Wilson. We've got my man, very predictably, season 28, Kageyan, one of the best Survivor seasons ever, Tony Vlacos, the man. God, I was so happy he got knocked out of Game Changers early. I I, I gave them the clue. I showed them the clue. And... uh, (laughs) That's a little Tony for so you. Fucking good. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to step on Rob Sesternino's territory, but that's that's a little. That's a great impersonation. That's a little wow. Tony for you. Wow, that's that might be one of your best skills. Better than your singing for sure. I, I I wasn't good at impersonations until I started doing this this show. You know, some of these people are easy. Uh, we've got. I'm very interested to get your thoughts on the Blood vs. Water winner. Tyson, Tyson Apostle. I am obsessed with Tyson. First of all, not only do I find him so fucking attractive, not like currently so much, but when he first came on the scene, I was just like, who is this lanky little (laughs) tennis player with this little like sweatband shit that he has going on? I just loved it. He was like a roller disco guy in like the middle of the fucking middle of nowhere like i just i love his whole vibe i love the way he spoke i also love how he loses and i love how he wins i think he just has so much um he has a really good balance between i'm here to entertain and be funny and you know take the piss out of everyone and and also with being respectful and and that's something that's a really hard line to find that people actually follow you know there's so many yeah. people who just cross over and who are 
such assholes, so disrespectful, just, you know, make fun of everyone and completely take it too unseriously. And then there are some who are just like, you know, Debbie and clenched all the time. <laughs> and so um, I think Tyson is such a good rational in the middle. And, and for me, I personally think he'll win. For people who haven't uh, been paying attention to some, to the preseason content that's coming out, Tyson has been absolutely killing it. He, you should watch his preseason interview on YouTube right now. Uh, oh, yeah? The, the, yeah, it, it, it was filmed by, by ET Canada. They were on the island before uh, the game started. Um, and also, he he just had an interview that came out that, that was also done right before. Uh, Let's get him on the started. fucking show. That's one oh my reason God. I would want to interview is so badly. Killing it. He's killing it. Uh, the the final two men on the Red Tribe. We've got uh, season thirty six Ghost Island winner and also Philadelphia resident Wendell Holland. And finally, we've got oh Ghost Island. I don't even think I finished yeah. that one. That was horrible. <laughs> That's, that was like such a bad season. Uh, and then we've got <laughs> so legend, bad. straight up legend. Probably, I, I would say the person that people are most excited to see return because he only played one time. Season 13, Cook Islands winner, Yule Kwan. Yule, I'm so excited for Yule. Oh my God, I loved Yule. His whole, like, he was just great on his season. I don't know if I actually thought he should win that season. I think he got the win because people didn't want to give Ozzy the money because he was so young at the time. And I do think Yule of the two would spend it much more wisely, but I'm excited to see him come back. I think he's a great level-headed character. He's really well thought out when he speaks. Uh, he's cautious about things and he's very perceptive. I mean, it's going to be an exciting time to watch him come back. I don't know if he's going to get into it at all or if he's just going to be over it once he gets there. Like, oh, what's this? So here's, here's my analysis of this tribe. I think there's, so it's it's been kind of thrown off for me at first i was assuming you'd have a Wait, natural is this all one tribe right here yes yeah tribe? that's that's one tribe that's the red tribe okay so, so i was Sarah assuming are together that's cool I mean, yeah i was just, i was assuming at first you would have a natural uh amber sandra and tyson alliance you would have the boston rob and sandra connection so she would look out for amber and amber would look out for her boston rob and tyson are really good friends so you'd think that he would link up with all of them but in all of the stuff that i've been reading like in tyson's interview and in amber's interview preseason, amber straight up said like she's gunning for sandra and amber doesn't trust sandra she wants to put the target mm. on sandra's back tyson will stab anyone in the back so <laughs> anyone this is the, even like, himself <laughs> yeah everyone has everyone has me on everyone's on their toes right now and this tribe is very unpredictable. There is one thing that I see happening, though, and I think this is for sure. Uh, Kim Spradlin, the winner of Survivor One World, people I have labeled I it, they've labeled it one of the most dominant wins of all time. And because of that, the season as a whole suffered because she was so dominant. You mean um, in, the, in the challenges? Just, just overall, politically, she controlled the entire game. Yeah, it um, wasn't my favorite season, to be honest. I mean, I watched it all yeah. the way through, but I didn't, I, I did like her, though. I will say that, like, as a person, I thought that, that was great. But as a season, it wasn't anything spectacular. She has been, you know, she's looked at as one of the linchpins. It's like, if you're going to have an all-winner season, you need to have Kim back, especially on the female side, where there's a lack of representation of strong winners. Kim is an absolute you know, one of the three. Is there a women lack of representation need. of the strong winners on the female side? I well, don't for, think for so. one, there hasn't been a female winner in six seasons. The last female winner was Sarah on season 34. And Shit, that's a long yeah, time ago. Yeah. So th there, it has definitely been a struggle. And then in terms of iconic female winners, you know, you've got Sandra, you've got Harvey, and, and you've got Kim. 
So beyond that, I think the female side was definitely harder to cast. Um, but with Kim, what I have noticed, you know, she has received so much praise over the years for being so dominant and people have wanted to see her come back. In the preseason uh, things that I've been reading and following, everyone says that Kim was so dominant. Her win was so impressive. And that leads me to believe that Kim's a goner. I think- You mean at the beginning? I think at the beginning, I would bet money on it. Kim is a pre-merge boot. Kim might be the first boot. If this tribe loses, I say Kim goes out at tribal council number one. She's gone. That's that's my prediction. Guys, we don't know happening. we don't know anything about the spoilers. We yeah, I have not touched a single I, I do not. Look, this is not challenge 35. I don't want to know what the fuck happens. And if anybody spoils this for me, I'm finding you. We're going to have a talk. We're going to have a talk about it because I'm not going to be happy about it. Uh-huh. I but my gut is telling me as much as I want to see Sarah get out of there because she annoys the hell out of me and I don't like her play style. I want to I think Kim is first gone from this tribe. And I think people like Sandra and Amber with big targets on their back, they're going to say, and Tony, they're going to say, hell yeah, you guys want to get rid of Kim? Let's get rid of Kim. Let's do it. She's gone. Tony's going to be an interesting character on that team because he's going to be such a wild, I mean, they're all such wild cards on that tribe. Like they're such wild it's cards. It's a strange tribe. It could um, go in so many different directions because so many people could, could make a play at that point you have tyson who might want to make a play sandra who might want to make a play actually tyson probably won't he might just like go along with things at the first the first vote because i don't know if it's going to be interesting though sandra will probably just be like anybody but me anybody but me for yeah most she, she's of the gonna season. she's gonna do her whole deal um <laughs> and I, as long as it's not me she has one game plan and she runs with it and you know it's worked for her in the past but if the somebody people, does point out Kim, I could see it being an easy jump, you know? I think the safest person on that tribe is Tyson. You and I have both said, he's both of our prediction to win. I think Tyson is hooked up. I think he's in the middle. I think he's got his finger on the pulse at everything. Um, I think he's a physical threat. I think he's an idle threat. And If socially, he can manage to stay yeah. under the radar enough, then yeah. yeah. But if somebody clocks on to him and they're like, shit, Tyson, and then they could probably pull everybody on on the voting Tyson board. But I think if he I, makes it to the merge, I think Tyson's solid. a lock for the merge. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's any question about it. I'm sure we're going to see like three different t- tribe swaps before the merge. I think Tyson is fine. Uh, the two people I am most invested in seeing survive on this tribe are Tony and Yule. And I'm worried about both of them. I think everybody would be fine getting rid of Tony right away because he's so unpredictable. So I'm really hoping that Tony's got some idols up his sleeve. I hope Tony, I hope Tony's bag of tricks makes a comeback. Um, but you got to actually I, uh, have tricks to put in there. I would be worried about Yule in the sense that I'm not sure he's going to have the same kind of relationships that everybody else is because his season was so long ago and he's been really out of the mix of Survivor. Yeah, I um, think Yule is like, not, he's like on an island by himself. Yeah, like he's not he's not really connected as well to a lot of the other cast members, especially not on this tribe. So it'll be interesting. I mean, that could also be a reason why people will just keep him around because he's not a threat. He's not connected. You know, what's he going to do? They might see him as someone who they could take out after the merge. Yeah. Uh, easy physical threat. So it'll kind of, I mean, it's going to be so up in the air. But let's go. Robert, when you say that Tyson's from the same city as you, is, is that in Arizona where he that? lives now? Or is that Utah where he where he was from? Because Ty- Tyson's a Mormon, I think. Which makes oh, it. He's don't a, say that. But what? this is the thing. 
this is the thing. He's like a fascinating Mormon because he ah. he's like like he lets it fly. You know, I'm I'm very confused. Is he by... like an annoying Mormon? Because no. I've known many an annoying. No, Mormon. I don't think if he is a practicing Mormon, it's very under the radar. He's a he has me on my toes. Oh, I, I don't know what to make. Like a full on practicing Mormon, like I think he is, is but at the same like time, he like you know plays poker and curses and knows how to have fun. So I don't. I don't know what to make. Does he of it. drink coffee? Because that's the real tell. I'm not sure. Does he drink coffee? Guys? I am that's not the sure. real tell right there. Yeah, we we got to check in on that. But if Robert is from the same city as Tyson in Utah, Robert might be a Mormon as well. Who knows? Robert, it's not that I think Mormons suck. I'm I'm for everybody being their own religion. I just think that there are a lot of problems with some of the Mormons that used to go to my boarding school. And that's the biggest exposure I've had. Shani's, she's been around them all. Okay. She knows everyone, all types of people. Moving on. We've got, uh, we've got the blue tribe. I am very interested to see what happens. <laughs> Wait, Greg here. says, okay, so he's basically Julie, which is hilarious. Oh uh, yeah. Look, if, <laughs> Julie if we're talking so Mormons, Julie from real world new orleans is she's hands down my favorite mormon of all time she's one of the most iconic challengers hilarious. of all time when uh, she got religious i was dying i loved but it that was julie crazy. was always at the center of drama she brought it and look if that's what you want the challenge to be again i'm not going to stop you because all my favorite seasons are like pretty you know three of my five favorite seasons are from julie's uh, era so she's so funny yeah okay okay so next tribe the blue tribe all we right. have Millennials versus Gen X winner Adam Klein. I've got my thoughts about him. Not the not the hugest fan. However, I will say that he's hooked up. Wait, repeat socially. that. Sorry. Uh, Adam is is hooked up socially. I think okay. I think he's in with a lot of people. Well, because he's such a new winner, that's the big difference. You know, yeah. he's always he's always at all the events. They're talking to everybody. Uh, we've got a controversial heroes versus healers versus hustlers winner uh, Ben Drebergen. I think I said his last name right. Uh, God, a lot of controversy so on that. People love him or they hate him. I like that people... he won. I thought he earned it for sure, but I was annoyed with him as a person. Well, he won a season that uh, the complaints about that season would be very familiar to challenge fans because a lot of people complain about production interference on his season, which Who was I, the runner- I, I think is unfounded. Who was uh, the runner- Chrissy. It was Ben, Chrissy, and Ryan in the in the final together, in the final three. And Chrissy, Chrissy was the runner-up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like Chrissy that much either, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> so it's um, not like that big of a deal. We've got ultimate fan favorite and returning <sighs> for the first time since Survivor All-Stars, season three Africa winner Ethan Zahn, legend, icon. I loved Ethan. Ethan is the one, he also went on The Amazing Race. Yes. And and got out like first, but still it was, it was epic. He used, to, he used to date Jenna Marasca, who won uh, Survivor Amazon. Yeah. Um, oh, they don't date anymore. Yeah. I thought they like uh, stuff. Now, Google Jenna. She's she's had some issues. There, there's a reason they didn't reach out to her for uh, for this season. Shit. Yeah. Uh, we've got Survivor second chance winner Jeremy Collins, and then of course we have uh, the you know the person who had to do I'm this. A, I'm or excited else. for Jeremy, by the way, because I think he's yeah. a great. I think he was he's a great winner, and he's really good. He's like someone who's a good personality to get behind. You know, yeah, he's like, my favorite. Really like He's my favorite winner of all the season, you know, all the 30s season. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the one guy who you knew had to play this season in order for Jeff Probst to even green light it, we've got Redemption Island winner, Boston Rob Mariano. 
Uh, How are we feeling about B-Rob? B-Rob. Wait, by the way, I just want to correct myself. I actually did like Chrissy. I just couldn't remember what face she was. There's too many cast members. Um, the, Boston Rob. So Boston Rob, the thing is, I liked Boston Rob in All-Stars. I thought he was cool then. I didn't like him on his first season as much. I liked him in All-Stars. We got to see a lot of his like skills shine through, his sort of construction coming in handy. Uh, you know, I like that. I like that side of him where you got to play that up. I do like, I like, the thing is I like him. I just think he's overplayed. And I think he also overrates himself. And that's slightly annoying. He's kind of like this like douchey New Yorker, Bostoner, like just walking around, thinks he's the shit, but took him a while to even win one, like kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just one of those guys. He is good at stuff. I just also don't see him making it very far because I think people will just want to eliminate Boston Rob. Well, so people, the comic and played against Boston Rob, people say, oh, it took him four seasons to win, which I mean, as a, I, I'm not going to knock him for that. The guy dominated no, I don't multiple think it's like, seasons. I don't think uh, it's the end of the world that it took him that long to yeah. win, but I just think that the, like he views himself as like this last season where he was like the judge helper person i wasn't like the biggest yes. fan of that i wasn't like the biggest yes. fan of that i didn't Island like of the it. idols um yeah it, it was i i don't know if it, if there was some kind of time where it was like rob you know we're gonna pay you to do island of the idols and then we're gonna you know we're gonna pay you to do winners at war we we need you we need you for this um and yes uh, so predictably they split Rob and Amber up. I feel like that would have been an unfair advantage from the start if Rob and Amber were on the same tribe. So I was expecting yeah. them to be on different tribes. Uh, with Rob, he is, you know, he's the face of Survivor. If you, if, you, if you ask someone who watched the show 10 years ago, 15 years ago, hey, you know, when you think of Survivor, who comes to mind? They're going to say Boston Rob. So you have to have him in there um no i'm happy he's on i'm happy he's on greg with a fantastic fact drop uh boston rob's first season survivor marquesas aired at the same time as og battle, battle of, the, of seasons. the seasons that's pretty One crazy of my top five favorite seasons of all time God, so i think i could have been watching survivor back then at the same time that you had you had boston rob going out in the middle of the game you had dan setzler dominating battle of the seasons that's great you had emily bailey rocking it I will say Boston Rob was really hot on All Stars. Like he was like a sexy character on All Stars. He's oh, not yeah. lost that as he got there older, is, but he was like really hot on All Stars. I was like, there's damn. a lot of Boston damn. Rob and CT comparisons we could make right now in oh, terms of their. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, they were both that kind of person. They were a bit like more shredded back then. They were mm -hmm. more like. Now that now they're you know now they're the two people <laughs> held up by production on their shows as the face of the show, but they're yeah. both a little you know more doughy now. We still like generous. both of them kind of, but we still kind of like are like uh. I'll tell you what, uh, the CT stands are pretty much pushing me away from CT forever. Uh, boss, I haven't had any bad run-ins with Boston Rob stands yet, so I'm going to hold back. I'm we'll going to withhold judgment. To I will say that. You know, you, being that I do cater to legends and I do cater to old school, I would like to see Rob do well. The show will, the show would benefit from Rob doing well. Having said that, every single person out there is going to be like, yeah, we got to get Rob out of here. 
Rob is Rob is at the center of everything. Rob is the straw that stirs the drink. Rob has connections to his wife, obviously. Rob has connections to Sandra, who he just spent an entire season with. Rob is best friends with Tyson. Rob has connections to Adam Klein, who he plays poker with. <laughs> My dog took this mic top that I put in the background over there. That's hilarious. <laughs> you thought it was like a little toy. Yeah, no, um, I hear you. I hear you. I'm actually, I didn't know Rob and Tyson were friends. It makes me like Rob more. They're Rob. really, yeah, they're like really tight. Um, I'm not gonna so, lie, that makes me like him a lot more because I just love Tyson. He's so now great. we've got the uh, the ladies of the blue tribe. We've got Survivor Guatemala. This was one of the this was one of the big surprise names on the cast list. Season eleven winner Danny Boatwright. Um, oh, that girl. Yes, and she's come. She's coming on at a really unique time. She's very notable for going on Survivor as a big Kansas City Chiefs super fan, and now you've no got the way. Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So that's going to be some some nice crossover right there. She was um, cool. Wow, she looks good in her winner at yeah, war cast she, photo. Yeah, yeah she she damn, looks, yeah, she, she is well. She's holding up. Um, we've got season twenty five winner Denise Stapley. Stapley, I don't know if that's a long A or a short A. You guys are gonna have to help me with that. One. I don't love her. I won't. great season. She won one of my favorite seasons of the show. Uh, she was not my top choice to win. Um, that was it was with Malcolm, right? Like that was her. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And 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 my girl Abby Maria, of course. Oh my uh, god, the Camilla of the fucking challenge. I mean, the Camilla oh, of Survivor. Man, Ab- yeah. Poor poor Abby having to be compared yeah. to Camilla. Okay, but she basically There's is. There's yeah. similarities. Yeah. Uh, season thirty-two winner Michelle Fitzgerald. Season twenty-five winner and Amazing Race alumni Natalie Anderson, aka Twinny. We got 20 out there. I am so excited for her. I was going to say that that's gotta be your girl. She is, she is my girl. When I watched that season, I was like, how have I not? Cause I didn't think blood versus waters two was going to be very good going into it. And then I started it and I was like, damn, this is a great season. I fucking loved her. And when her sister got out first, yeah, you thought I she knew, had no chance. I knew one of them won because I saw mm-hmm. the photograph of the winner before I watched the season. So I was like, oh, shit. So when I started watching the season, I'm like, okay, at least I don't know which one. And then after the first episode, her sister gets off. So I'm like, okay, now I know who wins. And it was just a great season. She's so great. I love the way she played the game. I really like when, great. you know, if, if you have a returning player on a season of Survivor and then they make it to loved ones, the rare you know coincidence where their loved one will be somebody who is also on survivor like in game mm. changers you know brad culpepper, culpepper makes it to love yeah. loved ones and his wife monica is there in in here if if, Nat- if natalie makes it to the merge if she makes it to the loved one visit you have to assume that Twinny's going to be there nadia's going to be there Absolutely. nadia nadia will get to spend as much time on survivor for the loved ones visit as she did for you know her time on san juan del sur God, that's tragic and so uh, accurate. And then the final woman, the goat, my girl, Parvati. my favorite of all time. I've been waiting for this for a long time. Parvati Shallow, we love you, girl. Season 16 champion. I'm Should have excited. been the season 20 champion. Parv is here. You this much like Rob, much like Sandra. This Wait, is the was other season, person. What was season 20? Season 20 was Heroes vs. Villains. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, she killed that season. Yes. Uh, 
it's it's been pretty well established that, that she kind of got bit by a bitter jury. There's a couple people that have said since since there have been a that, few bitter juries. Like fuck, there have been a few. I love the juries that are stand up and are there to really vote for who won. But there have been quite a few bitter juries. That's for sure. I'm I think I'm. I'm excited. I think I'm too. like. I think I'm bitter about bitter juries because there's people that I love that lost to a bitter jury. And I'm like, well, why the fuck didn't Sarah, why didn't Sarah lose? Like, why didn't Sarah get a bitter jury? Sarah fucking deserves to lose to a bitter jury. You're why, so why? annoying about Sarah. Sarah played a good game. Like she played a solid fucking game. Honestly, she um, played a solid game. This team this team has some women that I love. I mean, there's Parvati and Natalie just right off the bat. You know, those are two of my favorite girls that have ever played the fucking show. Like that's, that's going to be a fantastic pair right there. I hope that they so Robert up. loves Parv. Robert, here we are, our interests meeting up. You think she's going to win. Brother, I hope she wins. I, I don't am think she pooling wins. for her, but <laughs> I don't I'm think worried. she wins. She's I am too, worried. There's, there's, she's just too much of a, her reputation is the fact that she can manipulate so well yes. that's her reputation so imagine all of these master manipulators uh coming together and thinking to themselves who are we going to get out first you know they're going to want to take her out like there's nobody that's going to want to take par far especially if there's like a guy in there that she can flirt with even though she's like married with kids now i'm sure that's going to come <laughs> up in her gameplay like you know this is it's part of that that's her reputation it's going to be hard for her to shake that I think it's harder for her to shake her reputation than Boston Rob. I think, I think the Parvati can make it to the merge. When I look at this tribe, I can see alliances forming. Denise has to go first. I fucking don't. That's that's what. So here's what I think. Michelle is a self-professed Parvati stan. Like that's that's her girl. She idolized Parvati when she came onto the show. I could see that as a natural alliance right off the bat. Parvati and Michelle linking up. And Michelle using Parvati as a meat shield. Secondly, you have Jeremy and Natalie, who are a very. I was surprised. They were super close. Yes, I was surprised they ended up on the same tribe. They are. I feel like they would absolutely be working together from the start. And also, I'm pretty sure Jer- Jeremy is one of those guys like Tyson, who he's super connected to a lot of people. Mm. So I think he's a definite threat to win. And people uh, love him. They really, uh, yes. really like. I'm him. I'm pretty sure yeah. Jeremy and Michelle are cool too. So I could almost see Parvati, who herself, I, I know she, when, when the trailer for the season dropped, Parvati said something about strength and numbers. Like, that's what she was using. And I almost took that Ooh. as a hint. Like, okay, what if we get Parvati, Michelle, Natalie, and Jeremy right off the top? Maybe they bring in someone like Adam, who he's a weasel. He's connected to all them. So what if Parvati aligns with all these newer players and she just leaves Rob and Ethan to get run over? <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't know. I, Ethan could go either way, depending on how he plays it. If he's not in there mingling, he's just going to be like the old guy. Everyone wants to get the fuck I would be, here. I would be so <laughs> let down if, if Ethan goes out early. However, here's the thing about Ethan. He has played on a returning player's season. Yeah. And he got out early. Played on all, well, he got out pre-merge, but he made it further so there were three winners on that season. Ethan was on that season, Richard Hatch and Tina. Yeah, Tina like all the winners got out first. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but Ethan almost made it to the merge. So like he fought his way farther in that season than he really should have. And mm. this time he's coming in as a winner with all the other winners. But under the but radar. Almost no ta- yeah, super yeah. under the radar. Yeah. So I feel like Ethan I don't think could. his win is going to be as threatening. Yeah. It's yeah. not going to be he, as threatening. 
ultimately, I feel like Rob's in trouble on this tribe. I feel like Denise is in trouble on this tribe because I don't think Denise has any allies at all. Denise Danny, is gone. Denise, gone. Denise is another, like Kim, I could see Denise being a potential first boot as well. She's either going to be gone or she's going to realize that and, and use that to her advantage and say, listen, I have no friends. Use me as a number. Use me as What's a number. What's crazy, Denise is the oldest person on this cast and she's not even 50 yet. She's only 48. She's the oldest she, person on the cast. <laughs> um, he keeps Dan, playing with my background set. <laughs> Danny, if you, for people familiar with Survivor Second Chances, I see Danny being like Kimmy Kappenberg. Kimmy was someone that came back from Survivor Season 2. And she pretty much just floated with the numbers the whole time and never had any chance to win. I think mm-hmm. she ended up in fourth place, fifth place. She ended up in fifth place, I think. She tried to well, make a move. Well, she had no the, resume, you know? Yeah, exactly. She tried yeah. to make a move at the very end and it backfired on her and she went out. I could see Danny in that role. And in that way, I could see her working with Jeremy, who worked with Kimmy. That, that, Kimmy was one of Jeremy's key allies. So I could almost see Danny. I see what you mean. So you get a Parvati michelle jeremy natalie alliance and then maybe they rope in adam or they rope in danny and they just get these numbers and they take everyone else out and then they keep moving all the way through but jeremy's bringing jeremy's doing voting blocks again he's bringing in people he's bringing them out but he's got his core of like natalie <laughs> voting and blocks yeah. what do they what do they call them now there's the voting blocks there's the what's that thing that on millennials versus gen x they 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 coined that term oh oh um like cluster voting cluster yeah voting cluster <laughs> like I can't, I can't even... funny terms for yeah. it so ultimately i i think the best way we can wrap this up is yeah, give, give me your top i want to hear your top picks that's what i want to hear okay i want to hear your my, top like your top three my top three picks to win i think tyson is number one i think jeremy is number two and by that same token natalie would be Oof. my number three you now, literally are, have my exact top three. Yeah. Now, my are those my three. favorite people that I want to win? No. I would. I would want Tyson to win. I would want Parv to win. I would want. I would want Tony to win. <laughs> I got this clue. It's Tony's bag of tricks. Yeah. I, I would want. That's what I would want. It's not he's, what I'm going to. He get. needs to take a deep breath. Tony needs to take a deep breath. It's like he's always like. He's always sprinting somewhere. Like, for yeah, fuck's sake, sit down. Sit he down. needs to change it up. He it, came into Game Changers with a rough strategy and it backfired on him. He needs to change things up. He knows that. He's got to play a little more under the radar. My fingers are crossed for Tony. But I, we are right in line. Tyson, Jeremy, Natalie, those are the threats. Adam's I want Tyson a, to win so bad. I just Adam's want Tyson to take home two mil. This is, I want this is Tyson I to take home two mil. I don't think Adam's going to win. Look, I, I think it's shot. inevitable. There's going to be at least one person from season 31 to season 37. One of those people at least will be at the end. I just hope that it, I hope they don't dominate the game. I, we need to get at least one old schooler legend in the final triple council with a chance to win. I don't know that the new, that the newer players are going to dominate the game so much. I think that they're going to think that they are and they're going to be the loudest and they're kind of going to, be in that cloud you know that you know that moment where everyone thinks they're in the majority on survivor and then all of a sudden something flips and now all those fuckers who thought they were in the majority are completely in the minority well i think that's going to happen with a lot of the older 
with a lot of the younger players. They're going to yeah. come in thinking and they're going to be talking and organizing things. And they're going to think they have all their ducks in a row. And then next thing you know, at Tribal, they're going to be blindsided. I have a feeling that some of the older players are going to make some moves in that way. So we'll God. see. We'll see. I, I hope, hope that so. Yule wins. Yule would be so epic. He would if be Yule won, it'd be crazy. He'd be the greatest ever. It would it'd it be would crazy. Be, he would be like the most efficient striker of all time. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's coming in there like a fucking assassin, just knocking it out. One million, two million, boom. And he also had one of the craziest plays because they didn't have that rule yet where you where you couldn't play the idol like up until the last one. Yes, yeah, he, so had, he had the God idol. And some people use that idol. against him, but he used it perfectly. The way that he used perfectly. it. Yeah. He used That's how you had, do it. He used it as if it was cash in his pocket and he was just paying people to stay, you know? I mean, it was really something spectacular. It was one of my favorite seasons, too. One of the most racist themes on the face of the Yes, they abandoned that pretty any, quick, luckily. Of any TV show in the world. Literally a race war, survivor race war. I honestly can't even believe that that was ever, like, I just can't even... It's so hard to wrap... Because it's not even... It, was, it wasn't even that long ago, you know? This yeah. was like... What do you think about but the best cast? The best cast that there has been. Incredible cast. There's incredible players from that cast that need to get Harvardy, Ozzy, Yule. Are you kidding me? Penner, Candace, uh also, my boy Cowboy. Cowboy. I loved him. Love Cowboy. Love him. Uh what do you think of Edge of Extinction being in play here for this season? Um, oh fuck. Edge of Ex- there's gonna be an Edge of Extinction. Oh yeah, that's that's no, been announced. No, no. No, here's the way I no. see it. Here's the I way I see it. I hated Edge of Extinction. It was the stupidest twist. It was. It was bad. But because this is a champion season and everybody on this season understands the magnitude of it, they're not going to let it affect the game. They're not going to let it affect the outcome. And from from a production standpoint, what do you it makes mean sense. by that? What do you mean by that? The, in the way that Chris Underwood won the game, Chris Underwood was out on day eight and he came back at the end from yeah. Edge of Extinction and he won the season. Winners won't let that happen. you think the jury won't let that happen? They won't let that happen. They're, they're, they understand the, the magnitude of, of what they're playing. They're not going to let yeah. someone go out early and come back and win the game. They're not going to vote for someone to win the game. Um, I, mean, I will say know, that- Because it's also impressive to come back in depends on it what depends they on the do, jury it depends on who's you know it depends on who's the person that came look, back i don't want a final reckoning situation all right i don't want ashley and hunter coming in halfway through and then beating two teams in the final that got eliminated you know 500 oh, times god before. i don't like the edge of extinction yeah. i really hated that twist i just thought it was a really poorly executed twist it was from just a production point. standpoint production is investing a lot of capital in bringing these people back all these names yeah, they, they want to give them a second chance. Early. Yeah, yeah. Well, Boston Rob could go out early. Kim could go out early. They, they want still get to their have, camera time. They still get their narrative. Yeah. So from that perspective, I get it. I am hopeful that it will not affect the end of the game. So you know, in that in that regard, I actually am excited for Edge of Extinction, but only for this season. I don't think they should have done an entire Edge of Extinction season with new players. I yeah. do think it's a cool twist for Winners at War because. When I'm thinking about all the people that I love that are going on the season, I don't want them to, you know, if they get out, I want them to have a chance. It's like when Ozzy went to Redemption Island, I was just happy that there was a Redemption Island. You know, I was just happy that there was a shot that he could stay in. So I could feel that. And, you know, it's smart, I'm the producer's end, but 
fuck did I hate that twist on that season? I just thought it was so stupid. Yeah, it's controversial for sure. Um, I think that wraps it up for us. But, yeah. uh, you know, stay tuned, guys, because shit is about to pick up. Two weeks from now, we've got the, the Winners at War premiere. We're going to be getting Challenge 35 news, and we're going to be covering it all, episode by episode. We'll have to figure out our schedule once, you know, we get all the details. And we are ready to go. If you guys have not seen all these seasons of Survivor, you better start binging. You start ready watching. Yep, Everybody start watching. It is a phenomenal show. You can go on CBS All Access and access it. All of the seasons are there and it's pretty fucking amazing. Uh, hit us up for recommendations if you want to know which seasons to start with. I started with Millennials vs. Gen X and I thought it was an awesome season. They also didn't really spoil many uh, previous winners in that very much so i thought that, that was a good one to get yeah, into yeah it's, it's a good place to start great uh, and, and i mean if it's the most logical place to start if you like the challenge and you're trying to get into survivor because you True. get to see jay who's going to be on the challenge so True. It makes sense. you kill two birds with one stone and i love jay on that season now i understood why morgan was dating him when he got onto x in the peach i didn't get the appeal at all and then i watched survival i was like this guy's actually really cool this guy's yeah. really cool yeah, it makes uh, sense yeah but anyways thank you guys for tuning in during the off season it's been awesome tonight check us out saniacpodcast.com all the social media platforms you will absolutely get the audio they won't be edited we're gonna just release them all raw yeah uh, just dropping I'm, it yeah we're just dropping them we're dropping them for you guys so it'll all be up there on the spotify and all of those different accounts and platforms uh i do want to mention our sponsor before we check out here which is stitcher premium you can go to stitcher.com forward slash premium and use our promo code SANIAC for a month off of your monthly plan. It's a pretty awesome uh, podcast platform to listen to. You get it on all your devices. It's just a really good way to listen to your shows and consume them without ads and that kind of stuff. So check them out, stitcher.com forward slash premium. And again, the promo code is SANIAC. Uh, like us on all the platforms and we'll be back here. I don't know if we'll be back next week. We'll figure it out for our off-season content. And we'll let you guys know the schedule once we get Winners at War going and then once season 35 comes into play as well so we'll figure all that out and we'll get uh that out to you guys yes you know. sir um stay tuned with zach on twitter he's the one handling our saniac account so if you just want to <laughs> chat shit to someone you can go on there he's entertainment all day we love you guys so much thanks for tuning in quite a good audience considering this is a new all realm season, for us to, yep. this is a great place to start definitely more listeners than we started with our you know our first ever challenge recap so uh, it's nice to see you guys back here and some of our regulars in the midst and some new people as well. Hopefully you guys came from Survivor Groups. Uh, we love you guys and have a good night. Say bye, Zach. See you, people.